Welcome, spooky friends. We are back. This is not a bonus episode. What, what? <laughs> Listen, we just needed a break, and apparently we needed a longer break than we thought. I thought. That's on me. Y'all, podcasting yeah, is hard. It's some. When you're running a full-time job and taking care of a family, because Cindy's still got two kids at home, I still have a 15-year-old at home and a husband, that counts as two kids. Well, then I have three. So, <laughs> yeah. And pets. Cindy got a new lizard. I did. Linda the lizard. <laughs> Linda. Specifically so I can say, listen, Linda. So, you know, taking care of all of that and then recording and editing and... and coming up with you know story ideas and, and episode ideas and all the research that goes into the back end you know um, it's a lot guys so thank you very much for your patience we love you guys thank you for sticking it out and still being here and ready to share the spooks with us this episode's going to be submitted stories so if you've submitted a story within the last month or two a couple months um, we might be reading it right now so that'll be cool. But listen, Kat had a little ghostly encounter in her own house. Oh, did. You want to tell us about it? I did. And I will be, I'll be putting it on the Facebook page for you guys. Um, I had to talk to the persons involved just to double check and make sure it was okay with them because it does involve a minor. Um, and she's cool with it. So I had to double check, of course. But um, so basically a couple couple three weeks ago I think now um, <clears throat> uh, friends of ours came up from Florida and they had just had a new baby he was eight weeks old when he came to visit and uh, so we have a guest bedroom you guys might know I've talked about the pink room before where we we have guests stay and stuff like that and there's been activity in there before there's been activity around the whole house um, so our friends stayed in the guest bedroom with the baby and um, it's kind of funny when we bought the house it came with this uh, laundry cart so you guys know when you go to the laundromats they have those carts with the racks over them where you throw your laundry in for folding and hanging and stuff somehow there was one in the house when we bought it and I used it for laundry stuff um, and, but they didn't have a portable crib just yet. So what I did was I took a uh, comforter and kind of made a little makeshift crib in the laundry cart. And it was great because it could roll around with us and stuff. Um, but we put him to bed Saturday night and hung one of the cameras that we have, the house cameras that we have from the top rack where you normally hang clothes from. We put a camera up there that you, you can view live on the app that connects to your phone just so we could keep an eye on him and stuff well we were in the next room uh literally the whole house the dog was in there uh both parents of the baby were in there me and steve were in there our daughter was in there we were all playing cards against humanity and i look over and the light had turned on in the baby's room and I was like, you know, well, hang on, guys, did, did any of you turn on the light over there? No. So Steve's like, all right, I'll go take care of this. So he gets up and he goes into the next room and he turns off the light and he tells Enid, like, hey, leave the baby alone. He's trying to sleep, you know, 
you know, we're don't don't That's bother the, the baby. You guys. This is not Edith your baby. Edie the ghost. <laughs> yeah. ghost. Um, so he then he leaves, and um, like probably a minute and a half after he walks out of the room, uh, you can hear something. And like I said, there's two different clips. So I'm gonna show. I'll I'll put up the clip in the Facebook group. Um, and then we'll probably have Blaine splice in the clip here, maybe if he, if he wants to. <laughs> He's uh, new. If he can figure it out, because I did email it to Cindy as well, just to be like, hey, check this out. And she was like, no, you guys, hard pass. It's intense. I'm out. <laughs> um, so you can hear something. Uh, and just to let you guys know, it was not a car going past the road. The dog was in the other room with us asleep. Um, that was ghost noises uh and then probably about 20 30 minutes after that the light came back on um i had trouble finding the actual spot in the live feed where that did where that happened so it's just the first one but uh the light did come back on looked over at the phone i'm like hey steve the light's back on again so he goes back over sees Enid over the baby and he's like hey and she looks up at him and walks through the door that leads into our bedroom because the rooms connect through a door and then he like opens the door into our room and yells at her again turns off the light and we didn't have anything happen for for the rest of the time that they were with us over the weekend but um it was pretty fun it was it was very cool and like well to be able to you know you see stuff on tv and like spooky stuff and you see clips from other people and what they post and things like that but for it to actually be happening in the next room and not know about it not hear anything not see anything i can't see it so you can see it um but you always hear people like oh my gosh like we were we were right there and we didn't hear anything but then you can hear this stuff on the on the video or you know we were we were in the next room and didn't hear anything or didn't see anything and you're like yeah okay well that was really loud so i don't know how you couldn't hear it but it it's legit like you there's some stuff that you just can't hear and you can't see i like i said i can't see it um so that was really cool that it was like whoa all right if there was ever a question of whether or not our house was haunted um confirmation caught on film <laughs> it's intense those noises it sounds like a dog growling and trying to speak at the same time it sounds deep guttural noises that that would freak me out i you know so we're pretty sure enid was a smoker <laughs> in her past life <laughs> Oh, gosh. <laughs> so that's what happened to Kat. I don't know. That's... Um, I I don't think I've had too awful much happen lately-ish. Just normal run-of-the-mill stuff. Oh, at my work, I did... My work is haunted, too. My day job. And one day I was there late. Everyone else had left except me. And I was in my office, and I had my office door open. And... Um, I specifically heard uh, what sounded like a kid running down the hallway past my office door. Like they ran past it, but n literally no one was there but me. So I closed the door at that point. <laughs> I was like typing 
fast and furious, like, you know, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> this email can go out Yeah, tomorrow. right? So, um, yeah, that happened. But I don't think too awful much has happened other than that lately. Of course, now it probably will. <laughs> now that I said that. Oh, ooh, no, that is incorrect. At my work. So I'm going to have to change the names here because I'm not allowed to expose where I work or even what kind of job it is or the people that work there. So I'm about to do some name changing. Okay, we'll call him Peter. Okay, so my coworker, Peter, and I were in our office, we share an office, and we were chit-chatting, and then he walked out to go um, to a different location, and as he was just starting to step away, we heard our director call his name, Peter, like that, and that's totally normal, so he joked about it, oh, she must need something or whatever, so then he turned around to go see what she wanted. And I hear him get down the hall, make the turn, and get to her, and says, yeah, what did you need? And she and the other person that were with her in the front of the building said, we didn't call you. And he says, yes, you did. Like, okay, that's funny, haha, what do you want? And she's like, no, we we didn't call you, for reals, we didn't call you. And he's like, yes, you did, you definitely did. And at that point, I'm coming out of the office and going up there to help him confirm. So I get up there and I poke my head around the hall corner. And I'm like, you for real didn't call him? And she's like, no, you guys, I didn't call him. And then she looks to the other person and says, did I call him? And the other person's like, no, you didn't call him. And me and Peter just looked at each other and we're like, what just happened? Because we both heard at the same time her voice, not just any old voice, her voice, yell his name. I swear to goodness, it happened. So we were both like, we just couldn't believe it. That things happen around there all the time. But to have something happen that both of us experienced, it was like, wow, that's legit. What time What time of day was um, it? That would have been right around the time that we usually leave because we were all kind of wrapping up. So I would say like three or four in the afternoon. So your, do your coworkers know that the, the space has activity or are they, are they just like, we're not going to yeah. pay attention to that? Uh, it's pretty common knowledge at my work. Um, there's a few employees who might not know yet, but they will soon. <laughs> So, you know, goofy things happen all the time. Sometimes I've even heard stories that people have found equipment in the ceiling the next day. Like they go to get their, you know, computer, laptop or whatever, and it will be in the ceiling, you know, the push away tiles that office buildings will have in those with the tile back there, like a jar so that you know to even look there what? And they've even caught on camera because there's cameras throughout the building. They've caught on camera stuff moving by itself. Legit. Legit haunted, you guys. How ironic is it that I got a job in a haunted Mm -hmm. building? Of course I did. (laughs) Maybe you were drawn to it. Like someone wants to talk to you about it. Maybe. I mean, I've seen Black Shadows several times there. Like... 
It's just, it is what it is. It's never mean or menacing. It's just really playful. We think it's a little boy. We think it's a child either way, but. Well, and, and kids love you. <laughs> they do tend to find me, don't they? <laughs> yep. Well, a few of our story submissions today also have obviously encounters in, in a few different spots. So it'll be fun to read through those. We have three submissions to go through today. Um, do you want to start with the first one? Cindy, I can start. That's fine. Uh, this one's a long one, and then you can read the short ones, the two short ones. How about that? <laughs> this is because I'm a short person. This is uh, trying to make me feel better. No reason, honest to goodness. <laughs> <laughs> it just popped into my head. Thank you for sending your thing. Um, okay, so Phyllis says, in the early 80s, as a single 20-something, I lived with my parents in rural upstate New York. We lived in the same house outside of a small city for many years when my parents felt it was time for a change. The three of us toured a number of houses, but were unsuccessful in finding something we all liked. One night around dusk, we were running errands in town when we came across a detour and were rerouted through the historic district. Be careful of those historic districts. This was not an area we typically traversed, so I became intrigued by the tree-lined streets, Victorian houses, and ornamental light fixtures. After a block or so, I noticed a for sale sign in front of a massive stone structure set back from the road. I asked my dad to slow the car down, which he did, as we admired this beautiful, atmospheric house nearly obscured by century-old oaks. My attention was soon drawn to the dark wooden front doors with beveled glass panes. I'd seen a figure walk by, from one end to the other. She had dark hair piled high on her head and appeared to wear a dark gown of some sort. She looked straight ahead as she walked and didn't seem to notice our car. I immediately asked my mom if she'd seen what I saw, but she seemed confused by the question and had obviously not. The next morning, we called the realtor listed on the sign, and within weeks, sight unseen by my parents, we bought the house. We discovered the house stood empty for five years, so some renovations and paintings were necessary. After a few weeks, we moved in. The first time I set foot in the house, I felt a strong female presence and not a welcoming one. Our dog, normally friendly and happy, often retreated to my parents' room upstairs and avoided some rooms altogether, mine included. Many unexplained events took place on a regular basis throughout the months we lived there, too many to name. There was the typical doors opening and closing with no human assistance, Footsteps on the stairs when I was home alone. Lights went on and off by themselves. But above all, there was a female presence. I called her Emily because of her resemblance to the poet Emily Dickinson. On the first day, I chose the bedroom at the far end of the hall and at the top of the servant's stairs. From night one and most nights afterward, I would hear what could be best described as a swooshing sound, ascending each step, stopping at my door. This sound never seemed to continue down the long hallway where the other bedrooms were situated. It stopped outside my door and then was still. This went on for weeks. 
Finally, one morning, I mentioned it to my parents at breakfast. My mom let me know she hadn't heard anything, and my dad suggested we had mice in the walls. However, an exterminator wasn't summoned until about a week later, when the bats began appearing. I would be sitting in our expansive living room watching TV when a bat would come out of nowhere and inevitably would be shooed out one of the doors by my dad and a broom. After a couple of encounters with the bats, my dad called the exterminator. I happened to be home from work the day the team arrived and inspect every inch and crevice of the 4,000 square foot, 100 year old Victorian. Nothing was found. No evidence of bats and no idea how they could have been entering the house. Suddenly, the nightly intruders stopped coming. We never saw another bat. Another unnerving event that occurred frequently were doors being left open. Every door in the house was made of solid oak and about two inches or more in thickness. The door that bothered me most belonged to the enclosed porch at the top of the staircase. None of us used the porch. The first and only time I walked out there, my entire body got goosebumps, and I knew I would never use it. Therefore, we kept the door closed and locked. Yes, locked. Many times I would come home from work, climb the stairs to my room, and be confronted with an odd chill and the porch door wide open. The house seemed to have a mind of its own, and I didn't like to be there alone under any circumstances. Once, when my parents were out of town, I was working late and asked them to leave the lights on, as I would be returning after dark. When I arrived home, the house was dark. As I approached the door and unlocked it, fumbling with my keychain flashlight, the lights came back on. This sort of thing happened a lot. The worst incident, and the reason I'm writing, happened on a stormy spring night about six months after we'd moved in. My parents were in the living room watching TV. I was at my desk with my back to my bedroom door, rightfully closed as always. I heard the swishing sound on the back staircase as I prayed we would not lose electricity. It sounded as though some sort of material was being dragged step by step. This time, for whatever reason, I'd had enough. When the sound stopped at my door, as always, I darted across the room and flung the door open. With the storm raging outside, there she stood, the ghost I'd been referring to as Emily. Her dark hair was piled high on her head, and she wore a long, dark silk gown that dragged behind her. She was slightly transparent, but I could make out her features. She stared at me with dark eyes, and I could feel her negative energy. For whatever reason, I was not welcome in her home. In that moment, I did the only thing I could think to do, slam the door and lock it. I couldn't scream. I couldn't move. Writing this after all these years, I can feel that terror all over again. My parents didn't believe me, but my friends were intrigued, as our house had a reputation long before we moved in. The only other time I ever saw her again was about two months later, when I decided to have a pool party while my parents were away. After dinner, my friends and I were sitting around the pool when someone asked who was, in, who was still inside. A look around our circle told me everyone was accounted for. I looked up to where my friend was pointing, and there was Emily standing in my window looking down. At least someone else had seen her. 
My friends never came over to that house again, and I moved out a few weeks later. I have attempted to find out who Emily was in relation to the house, but though I have found the history of everyone who owned the house or lived there, no one of her description fits. My parents sold the house not long after that to a couple that we knew. They didn't believe in ghosts, or so they said. My mom told me years later that at one point the couple asked, called and asked her if they ever had trouble with the lights. Well, alrighty. That is, that is quite the story. There. Oh, yeah. At first I was like, you know, okay, you got bats in the house. It's an old house. It hasn't been lived in for a few years. Makes sense. Because our house had bats in it, too, when we first moved here. Because it had been unlived in for several years. Um, and not like in the house, right? There was there were sections around the, the roofing and stuff that had little holes and stuff in them. And that's where they can fit. They can literally fit through the tiniest little hole. They're amazing little creatures. Um, but you don't want them in your house. They'll damage the walls. They carry diseases. They're freaking adorable. <laughs> but no. But then there are, the exterminator comes and there's no bats. And they never saw them again. I'm sorry, I would absolutely pee my pants if I swung open my bedroom door and there was a transparent woman just standing right smack mm-hmm. there with her negativity. <laughs> It'd be like, excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, I'd probably be just like her, though. I'd just slam the door. Nope. Yep, that did not just happen? Nope. I mean, in fairness, I see crazy things, but I, I've never like swung a door, door open and just been confronted by something that would startle me for sure. Yeah, no, I, I mm-hmm, definitely change, change clothing <laughs> after that. So I wonder if that couple still owns the house to this day, the one that they sold it to. I, I don't know, maybe. I, lo- I love the fact that our parents bought a century mm-hmm. home. Now. It sounds beautiful. So as, as an owner. Of a, of a century home. Victorians are the best. But yeah, I mean, when you when you come with a, a century of history, there's bound to be something in there. Thankfully, ours is not negative. You know, she, I think, I think Enid accepts that this is our house. She can hang out. She can't do crazy <laughs> shit. So. No crazy shit allowed. <laughs> so thank you very much for your story, Phyllis. Um, I'd be interested if, if later on in life you've had anything happen to you since then. Are, are you sensitive since your parents she is. didn't say that they were She is. Anything? She did tell me um, also that she is very sensitive and that this stuff kind of tends okay. to happen to her. All right. Our next story is from Letitia. Uh, when my mom was a little girl, her family lived in Indiana in a two-story farmhouse. At times during the night, my grandparents would hear what sounded like dishes breaking downstairs in the kitchen. My mom said you could even hear the rocking of broken cups. My grandpa would always send my grandma downstairs to see what the kids broke. When she would get down to the kitchen, nothing would be out of place. Everything would be clean and neatly put away. Another time, in the same house, my grandparents and my mom's older siblings went into town to go to the store, leaving just the young kids home alone. My mom said they were playing in the living room when they distinctly heard someone walking downstairs in what sounded like high heels. 
The kids got so scared they ran to the bedroom and hid under the blankets. My mom said that they could hear the lady sweeping the kitchen, but none of them were brave enough to peek. The house was later demolished. My mom thinks it was torn down because it was haunted. I mean, if a ghost wants to come do housework in my house, I'm, I'm good with that. <laughs> you gonna come sweep my kitchen? But breaking yeah, of dishes? Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. But you know what? I have experience with that because that's happened at Nana and Grandpa's house many times when I was a kid. We would hear really loud banging and crashing and things, and my grandpa could never find a source. I just love that yeah. her grandpa would send her grandma down. Like, yeah, he did. Go, go check out the ruckus. And I love that it was, go see what the kids broke. Yeah. <laughs> like, were you guys breaking things? I think maybe you were breaking things. My goodness. <laughs> That's crazy, though. I wonder. Yeah. That I was, like, you know, because the people that lived in Nanny's house before Nanny was there, they were not exactly a picture-perfect family, so... That makes sense. There's a lot of energy, you know, bad energy in there. Um, and I wonder, you know, dishes breaking and stuff like that. I wonder if it was a spousal argument that caused her death or something like that. Like, always makes me want to... I always want to know everyone's backstories. Yeah. It was mostly sound like furniture being thrown over, like dressers being shoved over, oh, like geez. big bangs. Like, sometimes they were so loud that the house shook. That kind of stuff. No, thank you. Yeah. I'm sure that made Grandpa thrilled. What is happening? <laughs> they got used to it after a while. And oh, then he'd gosh. be like, oh, let me go check it out. And he'd like go upstairs and be like, nope, nothing. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Our last submission is from Rudy. Uh, it's a shorter one, but pretty good nonetheless. My cousin and I were probably around 12 or 13 in Mexico visiting my family when my grandpa passed away. We were hanging out in my grandpa's house, which is an old house, and we were talking about my grandpa. We both saw a shadow man, which looked like grandpa. We tried to reach him, but my grandpa turned the corner and disappeared. We both looked at each other with tears and happiness. We believe he was telling us he's okay and watching out for us. Oh, I always love good stories like that. That's cool. Mm -hmm. I feel like he was saying goodbye, probably, you know. I wonder if that's the only thing that's ever happened to them. Because they didn't say. Yeah. I always wonder, is this a common thing for you? Does it only happen a couple times? Yeah. Like our one our one listener that uh, has the shadow man that follows him around oh, everywhere. Man. Yeah. That was intense, that one. You guys will have to go back and find that story submission. And then his he's, friend came over and she's like, so you got a shadow man following You can see him? Yep. <laughs> yep, indeed. Yeah. He's in the Facebook group too. So if you guys join that, you know, we can chat about it. Mm-hmm. Didn't he post a picture? Is he the one that posted a picture of the shadow? Somebody did. I honestly can't Yeah, I can't either. Listen, anyway. school has started for our children since we read that story. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't remember anything anymore, so. Yeah, that's fair. I'm not sure what I ate yesterday, so. Did you eat yesterday? That's a bonus. I'm sure that I did. Did you not? Oh, I always eat. Okay. Yeah, right? I'm that kind of girl that wakes up thinking about what I'm going to eat for dinner. You know Ooh, what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have to do that because I'm going to be the one fixing the dinner, so. 
Of course, the first night. And that's the worst thing that I have to do when I have to wake up. I'm like, oh, God damn it, what do I, what do I have to make for dinner? <laughs> right. Who knew that adulthood was just going to be fussing over what you're going to eat for dinner every night for the rest of your life until you die? <laughs> One out of five stars. Would not recommend. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> Thanks, you guys, for sending those submissions. We love reading them on the show. So if ever you have a spooky thing happen, email it to Cynthia at TrueHauntings.com. And we will read it on the show. Now, this show's been going for like two and a half years now. And actually, we just hit the 500,000 download mark. Half a million. Which is amazing. Who would have thought people would actually want to listen to me babble? that much (laughs) my husband (laughs) can't wait for me to shut up (laughs) but yeah that's awesome but I should warn you that there will come a day when the show will need to come to a close and I'm trying to figure out when that day is because it might be approaching um, sooner rather than later but we'll keep you posted for that but for now you keep those submissions coming and and we will still we'll be here to spook you. Yeah. And, you know, after I play all the bonus episodes of the haunted houses that we're doing, um, I've only got, I think, one more. And then we'll start doing it live now because we never finished when we were doing it for the for the Patreon that I no longer have. So we didn't finish. So once I play that last one, then we're going to pick up from there and keep doing it because I love that series. That mm-hmm. was really fun. Definitely. Yeah. So thanks for joining us and we will spook you later. Mm-hmm.